You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Welcome to our special Literally mini series, Little Ones. I'm so grateful to you for joining me. Literally is dedicated to giving you all the behind the scenes details. Typically that looks like coaching one client for six months, but in this mini series, it looks like a deep dive with five of my clients who've all had a baby within the last year while running six and seven figure businesses. Having just had my son four and a half months ago, these were the conversations that supported me so much as I became pregnant and transitioned into motherhood. I wanted to know what really shifts in business, how do things look, what does balance mean, and so much more, and that is exactly what we're diving into here. You'll notice each client has their own flavor, experience, and journey, but I hope your biggest takeaway is that you get to do it your way and can take a little bit from each of them. So whether you're a mom now, want to be in the future, or just want to hear some behind the scenes from amazing business owners, this mini series was made for you. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Little Ones. I am so excited to be here with uh, the returning queen herself, Sandy Nicola. I am so happy to have you back on Literally. So you guys probably know Sam from season two, but if you don't, she's amazing. Sam has over 10 years of experience working with small to medium-sized businesses to develop and execute effective marketing strategies. She built her digital marketing agency, Sam D. Nicola Digital, while working full-time and then went on to scale that business to multiple six figures within a year of leaving her nine to five. Now she continues to run her agency while working less than ever before as she raises her daughter as an entrepreneur at home mom and builds her portfolio as a real estate investor. Her clients range from startups to $10 million plus businesses, but the thing she loves most about working with her agency and coaching clients is the ability to work one-on-one with business owners to help make their lives easier and businesses more successful through strong marketing strategies, systems, and processes, and a kick-ass mindset. So welcome back to Literally Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Also, if it sounds like there's a wrestling match happening in the background, it is storming pretty bad over here. So I'm not in danger. It's all good here. Um, Yeah. But thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. So if you guys haven't listened, Sam was our coachy on season two. So definitely go back and listen to that. It was such a good season. I still get feedback all the time about that. So would love for you guys to go back and listen. But yeah, so much has changed since then. So we get to dive into that today. But obviously, I just read kind of the official bio, but feel free to just tell us a little bit about you, maybe update us a little bit on your little one and give us a rundown of what we've missed since you've been off literally. Yeah. So on my season of literally, I had just left my full-time job less than a year before I was living in New York City with my husband, so we left New York City so that I could leave my job and run my business full-time, and we were traveling full-time in a camper during my whole season of Literally. So now I am based in Jacksonville, Florida, and we've started investing in real estate, so there's other business ventures happening, and I had my daughter in September of last year, which was really great. And yeah, my business has just definitely grown since my season. 
But I think it's really evolved a lot in the lead up of when we were trying to get pregnant, trying to kind of plan accordingly, and then, you know, going on maternity leave and having my daughter and now kind of being her primary caregiver as well every day while running, you know, my marketing agency and now also this real estate investment business. So it's a lot. Just a few things. You have a lot on your plate. Just a few things. Um, But it's so cool to have you back up. Sam and I have worked together this whole time. So I'm just like really excited for you guys to, you know, just get to get to see this side of her as a mom. Because I think the, the comment that I get most from literally season two is just how rock solid your mindset is for someone who professes to not give two shits about mindset. So... I think it'll be really helpful for people to get to borrow your mindset as a mom and as someone who has like really expanded in so many ways. So um, just tell us a little bit about your little one, like when you gave birth, how old she is, like give us all the details on Frankie. Yeah. So my daughter's name is Frances. We call her Frankie. She was born September 15th of last year, which was actually three weeks early. So that was also kind of an interesting, really put it to the test, my um, maternity plan. Um, So she's our first child. And yeah, she's great. We're getting into toddlerville. Like we can see it on the horizon and it's a little scary. Big feelings, (laughs) tiny baby, big feelings. Um, But yeah, she's really great and we love it. And my husband works from home. He still has his corporate job, but he works from home still and So he's definitely like been such a huge help and we just like both love, you know, like taking care of her and really like having, you know, my business and his job allow us to like be with her during the day and have baby swim class in the middle of the day and, and all that kind of good stuff. So she's really great. Yeah. We like her. I think we'll keep her. I think. Might as well keep her around. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys don't have any childcare help right now? No, we don't. Yeah. So pretty much she was born when Delta was surging, right? Or Omicron was surging. Yeah. I forget which, the worst one. I think Delta. And of COVID. Delta. Yeah. And so she was born right when Delta was surging a little bit more. So our plan was that I was pretty much going to be on maternity leave. I was due October 7th originally. And so the plan was that I was going to be off through the end of the year. And then we would kind of see where we were at in January. And our plan was to get a nanny to come at least a few days per week. But then, you know, January rolled around and then Omicron was surging. And so we were just kind of like, it had been working up until then. And so we decided, oh, let's stay kind of careful and buttoned up in January. And then let's kind of see where we're at. And then it was just kind of working. So we just decided to keep it going. And that was good and fine. And because she was a little bit early, she was definitely like kind of sleepy for a while, which actually was super helpful and easy. Um, But we are definitely now, as we now have a mobile baby who is crawling and kind of all over the place, like gone are the days where you can kind of work while you're watching her a little bit um, because we are running around chasing her at all times. So 
we've made it with no childcare so far, but we are now looking at some childcare options. <laughs> exploring some options. <laughs> yeah, we're exploring our options. Um, but yeah, so we have not had any childcare this entire time. And we actually like have never even had a babysitter come to babysit her. Not because we didn't want to, but because just like these Gen Zers are out here, like not texting me back. So that's like through no fault of my own. So the only time we've um, like been without her is if like family members are in town and they'll watch her and like we'll usually try and sneak in a date night. So super hands on, which I think I wasn't necessarily planning on being that hands on all the time. But that's kind of just the way it's, you know, shook out and we kind of have been taking it day by day. So good. But I think that's just like different perspective and it's good for people to hear that too, you know, that it's like possible to make it work in whatever way works best for you guys. And like, you really have done that. So I love that. So you mentioned obviously yeah. Frankie came three weeks early. So tell us a little bit about like what um, maternity leave and the lead up to all that and what your time off looked like there. Yeah. So originally I started my business in 2014. And so from 2014 to 2020, we were pretty much a full service digital marketing agency. Um, we had some clients who worked with us only for social media and then other clients that were top to bottom, everything, social email, web maintenance, blog writing, everything. Um, and then starting in 2020, I really, um, because we were trying and, um, I really wanted to be able to step out of the business a little more in case we didn't, especially because we were trying, like it was Corona. So we didn't really know what the deal was going to be. So I wanted to be able to be her primary caregiver if needed, because my husband's, you know, his corporate job is flexible, but he, you know, still working for the man. So, um, <laughs> I started transitioning the agency a little bit more to focus on ad management and SEO, because I knew that those were services that weren't as high touch for me personally. It was more, I could yeah. come in, look at the business, see what it really needs, make recommendations, and then kind of delegate the execution of that strategy to my team members. And that transition ended up like making a really, a really big difference because then I was able to, when I was pregnant, I hired a client success manager who, you know, I kind of prepared all of my clients in terms of like, yep, she's coming on. Like, she'll be like communicating. She'll be delegating. She'll be all that. Cause I didn't announce my pregnancy until I was like six months pregnant. I really didn't tell my clients until I was like seven months pregnant, which, you know, I guess that's just your own thing, but it's like it, I knew it wasn't going to disrupt their service level. So they don't need to know as far as my, I'm concerned. And I know that some people would feel some sort of way about that. Yeah. So I had my client success, success manager start two or three months before I was due. And then the plan was September was going to act as my, like, I'm going on maternity leave as of like fake practice maternity leave as of September. So we can like work out any kinks or anything and make sure everything is going to run smoothly. And, you know, we won't have any issues and just make sure she's familiar with the clients and everything. Then obviously I went into labor on September 13th. So that didn't totally pan out, Um, but (laughs) it ended up working out really well because I had um, earlier in the year fired some of my more difficult clients in kind of preparation for this. 
I had my client success manager. We were kind of all on the same page about what needed to happen and everything. We ended up closing one or two new clients. I think two new clients while I was in the hospital, like giving birth, one of which like I was not even involved in that sales process in any way, shape or form. I didn't even get on a sales call. So that was like a huge, like, yeah, I am like bringing a human into this world, but that was like also very big one for me. Like besides birthing a child, um, I birthed the child of my business And, um, so that was really, really great and really awesome. I did end up not take, like I started working a lot sooner just cause like I said, she was like kind of sleepy and I was just, and I was curious if this was going to happen. So I wanted to set it up that I could take maternity leave for the whole rest of the year, but I got like, just like a little bored. So, (laughs) which I was thinking might happen, but I wanted to give myself the space so that I could choose so I did start yeah. picking up some work again, like two weeks after I had her, but it was more just like being available for my client success manager to like ask me questions. And so that's kind of just what it was is if she needed to ask me questions, we probably kept up with that for like, I would say for like six weeks after. And then I kind of started working more like about six weeks after I gave birth, I would say started doing some things, started working on some projects I wanted to work on while, you know, it was going to be really quiet for me. So yeah, I definitely went into it. I planned very, like, as soon as we started trying, I was like already trying to think about how it was going to need to happen so that I could make a lot of those. Those were big changes in the business, but it, they happened over the course of over a year, like a year and a half. So it made it a lot smoother and a lot easier to kind of adjust and adjust my like revenue projections and profit projections and all of that stuff. And so I ended up paying myself, I think slightly less during maternity leave, but barely, I think than I normally would. And that was mostly just because I wanted to keep a little bit of extra money in the business, you know, just in case. So yeah, it worked out. So good. I think what's helpful to frame about that and you know, is something that I feel so strongly about too, is like, you just planned for it for a long time. Like it wasn't like something that like in the final hour you were like, oh yeah, what needs to happen? Like you really built up to that. So when you did go into labor three weeks early, like it really was fine. Like there was nothing that was like unresolved or like a question mark about that. And like, because you just don't know how these things are going to play out or what's going to happen. And so the fact that you gave yourself the grace and space to actually like get prepared and like, you guys know, Sam, if you listen to season two, which is like when she sets her mind to something, she will like go for it. Like she's all in. And so the fact that you were like, we're having a kid, I'm doing this. We're building the business to support that. Like you were all in on that and you like never wavered from that. Like you kept such a clear focus on that being the goal, you know? Yeah. And I think it also helped. Like I was actually the third member of my team that went into labor three weeks early. So now I joke, like if you come and work for us and you're pregnant, like, sorry, it's the baby's going to come three weeks early. Like everybody, all three of us. So that was also helpful. I you said did that to, you, to me. Do you remember I did. This? Well, you weren't early, but you were like, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you my early baby juju. And then you did have the baby very soon after that. But it was like right after I talked to you, basically. It was like two days later. Yeah. Yeah. So now we joke, if you're pregnant and you want to be done being pregnant, I'll just put it out there for you. (laughs) 
but <laughs> I can manifest labor apparently now. <laughs> I think that was helpful because we kind of did already go through that of like, oh, I'm in labor early. And like, luckily we basically planned with similarly with all those other people, like we had a very clear plan for what was going to happen while they were out. And, you know, we started putting that plan into practice about a month before their due dates, just in case so that we weren't like scrambling. So yeah, I think and that is a big thing. Like, you never know when babies come early, like that's a real thing that could happen. So I definitely think you are pregnant or planning to have a kid, like whatever your due date is, like really try and have everything ready to go a month before. Cause just in case you'll be in a way better, you know, you're already dealing with so much. You don't have to deal with freaking out about your business also. That was like such a goal of mine was to have everything done a month early because I saw that with you and you were so good about that. And so that was so helpful for us too. I went into labor at 38 weeks and three, or I didn't go into labor. I got induced into labor at 38 weeks and three days, I think. So um, I'm so grateful to you for kind of like (laughs) showing that because it was really, really helpful to walk into that not, you know, being freaked out because everything was prepared, I think more than a month in advance. So really helpful. Okay. So what has been the hardest part for you about being a mom and a business owner? I think, and this is actually something that we literally just talked about last week on our coaching call is yeah, I have just so much more that I have always been like very type A, like anybody that's listened to season two, like I'm all about the lists. I have a plan. So I always kind of have a lot of things in my brain and I like to feel super productive, but like that has just gone to like the nth degree since having a kid, the amount of like context switching I have to do every day, like, and anybody who's had a kid, like you have, you know, tracking their like diapers and their bottles and when are you going to put them down for a nap and how long did they nap? And like, just, there's like literally so much that you have to think about logistically just keeping a kid alive that also trying to continue to run my business and run our real estate investing business. There's just like so much going on in my brain that it is like extremely tiring to the point where when I was like six months postpartum ish, I thought I like had a vitamin deficiency or something because I felt so tired. I was like, am I pregnant again? Like I felt so exhausted from just like keeping all of those balls in the air in my brain, even though I use, I use ClickUp, I use a task management system. Like I'm always all about that, but I still have, have so much ping ponging around in my brain on any given day that that is definitely really difficult for me just because it is like very mentally draining. And because it's so mentally draining, like I feel a physical strain in terms of making me tired. And I get very annoyed when I feel so tired that it like makes me unable to be productive. And I tend to swing. And this is like, if you've listened to season two, this is like a common thing for me. But like you, before this year, every single January, I like basically turn into a sloth and I can't do anything. So I would just like swing <laughs> very deeply into like sloth mode. And then I can't do anything. Like my brain is basically shut down and I'm a shell of a human just like watching bad reality TV. So yeah, that is definitely something that like I have noticed a lot more since having my daughter 
probably just because it's like more and more and more. So I've just, my brain has started to reach, you know, it's full in there. There's not a lot of extra room bounced around. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're reaching max storage capacity here. But yeah, I think that's so real and it's so helpful to just like call that what it is, which is like, it's just more. And there are so many more decisions. Like I think it's such a decision fatigue thing too, because like, it's not even just keeping track of all the stuff with the baby, but then you have to make decisions based on that information. It's like, okay, they napped at this time. So do like, do they need another one? Do we squeeze it in? Do we move bedtime up? Do we do this? Do we do like whatever? But it's just like, it's so decision fatiguing. And then when you're also running a business and you're the CEO that has to make all those decisions, and then you added on another business since we had you on it literally where you guys are doing real estate investment too. And so like you are just responsible for it, just a metric fuck ton of decisions every day. And like to pretend like that isn't a real thing that fatigues us is crazy, you know? Yeah. And that's also like, I am someone who has like an extremely involved and supportive partner. And I like personally would say I'm like not an overly fussy parenting style. So like the decisions I'm making, like, I don't tend to like over like amp myself up about things with her. So like, yeah, I'm sure it would be like 10 times worse if I was a single mother or didn't have as supportive of a partner or if I was like a little bit more of an anxious parent. Yeah, totally. Or if you even were dealing with like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression or any of those yeah, things. Yeah, thank like goodness. It's yeah. wild what can get at it, right? Yeah, and that was one thing that like going into maternity leave like I wanted to be very aware of just in case because I've never because my mindset has been so strong my whole life I do think I was a little bit nervous about what if I have postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression because like obviously you can't control that and so kind of just trying to like plan accordingly for that and be super aware of that also and I was just very lucky that I didn't experience any of those system symptoms but yeah Totally. So let's go to the other side of that now. Like what has been the best or most surprising part of it? I think just like my husband has always been like, we've always viewed ourselves like as partners, right? He's always been like so supportive, obviously, like we left New York so that I could run my business full time. And so that like there wouldn't be that pressure on me to have the business immediately you know, triple the amount of revenue we were bringing in, you know, in retrospect, it would have been fine. We could have stayed whatever, but like, just we're, oh, we always really view ourselves as partners. And that has just like continued and like gone even more. So with having our daughter. So like, I think a great example now is just like, I can't really get any work done while she is awake because she is like basically crawling around trying to kill herself at all times. So he takes her, (laughs) he takes her like, and he also like has never needed, I need more sleep than he does. And so he wakes up with her in the morning and takes her in the morning until she wakes up from her first nap. So I can have like, so I start working like around seven and I can work until 10 or 1030 or some days, even 11 o'clock and like have that dedicated work time, which has been huge because then I don't have to try and work at night when I'm already like burnt out from the day from keeping a human alive. So 
at this point, like in the beginning, earlier on when it was a little easier, I was definitely like, I would say I was definitely her primary caregiver, but we're very quickly edging upon a 50, 50 split. And that's with him working a corporate job still. I think that has just been, it's not been surprising to me that that happened, but like, even when she's being a disaster, you know, or he's like having a horrible day, you know, he has said like, you never have to like ask me if I will take her for you because like, she is like the best part of my day, no matter what is happening. Even if I'm having the shittiest day, like I always want to hang out with her, which yeah, is like so cute. Everybody's ovaries are just tingling hearing that, but it's like really great to know that I have like the, you know, the old, like a partner, right? Yes. I think that is so true. And it's so important, I think, to be transparent about that because I, I literally just um, did a live stream today in my Facebook community where I was talking about how much support I have and how important I think it is to level set on that and be clear about that. Because I think sometimes if not, we're comparing apples to oranges and making ourselves feel really bad, you know, of like, well, how come Sam and Lacey can do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, some of the reasons Sam and Lacey can do whatever we're doing is because we have like really involved and supportive partners. And not that that's a requirement for success, but there is an element of that that makes success more achievable because you have that, because you know, if you have a work thing that you have a husband, that's going to be like, I got you. And if you didn't, you would just have to make a lot of other trade-offs or, you know, you might have to make trade-offs in the business to account for that. Yeah. One, I mean, 100%, it's definitely like, it makes a huge difference. There's been like so many times where I see other people uh, in there with their kids and their partner. And like, I can very confidently say, like, I've never seen someone else in person who like has a more involved or supportive, like parenting partner. And yeah, it makes like literally all the difference, um, in the world for sure. Just cause yeah, there's so much going on at, in our lives in any given day. And so even if it's like, we're both very busy and stressed, like even just recognizing like, when one of us needs a little bit more support that day. Like if one of us is just having a rough day, even that, like, you know, it does, it's always in flux. It's very flexible, but I think even just like that knowledge and like awareness is really important. And I think even for people who are, don't run their own business, that's really important as a parent. Absolutely. And I think it's just so helpful to know that like you guys have the same goals that you're moving toward. Like it's not just like Sam's business goals are over here and there's something totally separate to the relationship. They're like, it's all part of it. And that makes a big difference. Like I, I mean, even just being your coach over the years, like I've just always seen you guys operate that way. And I think obviously it's really translated into motherhood, but like, I think you very much just function in that way of like their your shared goals even though it's your business right yeah and I mean I think a lot of that has to do with like ever since I started my business I've been super clear about like how the business gives me what I want from my life like that 30,000 foot kind of vision the why behind it like I know a lot of people are like very obsessed with their own businesses and everything. But like I tell everybody who's on my team, everything like we're here to do good work and then we're here to get the fuck out and like go live our lives. So I think that is like 
that's always been my purpose behind the business. I want a business that financially mm-hmm. like supports me so that I can go out and do the other things that I want to do. And the business serves our goals as partners, as a family. And like, so the business is just a notch that kind of notches into that. Right. And so I think that is always super helpful because it really does allow him to like have an ownership in that goal of the business because he knows it's going to serve the overall, because like, you know, the, the bigger picture goal is he leaves his corporate job. Like the business is going to continue growing more. He leaves his corporate job and then he wants to do what he says is he's going to be the director of special projects which is basically just he wants to be a stay-at-home dad <laughs> and be able to like do side like fun side hustles and hobbies and things like that and like without our income taking a hit at all if not growing and also the more money the business makes the more we can reinvest it into our real estate investing business. So I do think that is definitely like all of the goals kind of roll up into more our personal goals for our lives and our family. And so that's like super helpful because he's very bought into them. I love that. That's so helpful. And I think that's really good context too. Okay. So tell us, like, I think you kind of already touched on this at the beginning, but just give us a little more um, in-depth view here, but like, how has being a mom changed your business? How has the business changed overall? I think it's definitely, and again, like this is a journey that I kind of started while we were trying to get pregnant, you know, and I know some of you, you know, fertile fannies are just out here getting pregnant the first month that you try, but that was not my experience. It took us almost a year. So, you know, I had some time to do some planning. And so I think that's just really like that has just so enabled me to like put into place those pieces in terms of like, I want a business that needs less of me, less of my time, less of my attention. And so what, how does the business need to evolve and transform to do that? And how can it continue to evolve and transform and do that while continuing to grow in revenue, continuing to grow in profit and pay myself more and more and more. So I think you know, now that she's here, it, that is still very much a, like, I try to work in the mornings. Right. And like, that doesn't always happen because sometimes I want to go, you know, we live in Florida, so you can basically only take a walk if it's like early in the morning. So some mornings I'm like, I don't want to walk. I don't want to work right now. I want to go on a walk with my family or like, I want to have, you know, we want to have breakfast with all of us because she's eating like real food now. Right. And so that, trade-off of like, I still need the business to not need so much of me because I want to be like available. And it's always a better day when I don't have to try to sneak in work while I'm with her and we can just play and do whatever versus, because again, I'm doing way less context switching. I'm doing, you know, there's a lot less decision fatigue, things like that. And just be able to do things, go to the library. You know, we have swim class, all these activities and everything like that. And so I just think that like, I always wanted to have, you know, more of that free time and the business needing less of me and being able to work less. But now that she's here, like, I don't really have that much of a choice, you know, otherwise. Right. So like now 
I don't get on a discovery call with just anybody. Like we pre-qualify them. We pre-qualify them for budget. Like I should not be getting on a, a call with anybody who's not going to be able to afford our services. Right. I try, and this is an ongoing, you know, um, skill in letting go, but, you know, I tried to continue to delegate a lot of the client communication and management, which is, you know, I get better and worse at that every single month, but <laughs> simultaneously, yeah, I just like don't really have the choice. Like I have to, especially while we don't have childcare. Totally. I think something you've gotten so much better at too, because the option is just not there um, compared to probably what people were used to hearing on season two is that you are so different about like that. Like I'll just fill a to-do list to fill a to-do list. Like I, you're not like that. I mean, you still love your to-dos and you still love to check the boxes, but I feel like you've really gotten a lot of rid of a lot of the things that were like just on there to check a box. Like you're so much more discerning now. Yeah, I definitely like there's just less time. And so like the things mm -hmm. that are not important, they're just not going to get done. And I just have unless I delegate them, but there's only so much I can, you know, unless I'm adding new team members and stuff. So they're just not going to get done. And I just like have to be OK with that. Right. Because I have to focus on the things that are like mm -hmm. the most important and also the most urgent kind of in that, you know, order. And so it is, yeah, like, you know, it's kind of like the work fills the time that you give it. And so it's just that time just isn't there. And so there's a million things that I would love to do and are on my list for someday, but it's just like not today. And I just have to be kind of okay with that. And just really, I think what also helps that is just, I have like now even more of a clear vision around this is the goal. Like specifically, this is how many clients it's going to take us to get to that goal. Like this is how long it takes us to convert a client. Like, you know, I just know specifically what we need to do to get to each goal now. Um, and so that I yep. think is pretty helpful to allow myself to let go of the things that are like not so important or not so urgent. Perfectly said. So true. Okay. So if you could go back, what do you wish you had known? Like, what do you wish you could have told yourself, whether that was like before you even got pregnant or on maternity leave? Like, what do you wish you would have known about this new phase and journey? I do wish I had like started firing bad clients earlier. And it's really hard, like, especially <laughs> when you're like, trying to get to that next revenue goal and you know, that client will get you there and you're just like, okay, well I'm seeing some red flags, but I'll just deal with it. Right. I was really not great at like firing those type of clients. Um, I kind of just dealt with them granted, like I do tend to deal with them with a stronger hand. Um, so they're not, they're more pissing me off than anything else, not making me rethink my whole life. But now it's just like, it's not really an option to work with a difficult client anymore because I just don't yeah, have yeah. that time. I don't have that capacity. So I do really wish that I like had came to that point a little bit sooner because it would have just, you know, whenever I used to have a really annoying client, it was like, my husband always knew because I was like always complaining about that client and just the amount of like bandwidth it takes up is just so not worth it. And I also think now I am definitely better about just allowing myself to 
not work to take a break. And so we're busy right now with our, we're really busy right now with our real estate investing portion of the business over the summer. I, I, it was like quiet, like the business, the agency was like smooth running well, the real estate investing business was, you know, running really smoothly. And so I just like didn't need to work. Like I was only working like maybe 15 hours a week. And I just like let that be okay. And I just like would read during nap time and like chill and do whatever. Right. And like, that was fine. And I just didn't let it mean anything negative, which now I look back on it and I'm like, Oh my God, I could have been barely been working all these years. Like, that would have been great. (laughs) Or I could have worked the same amount. I could have started like five other businesses. Yeah. I think just like my time is a lot more of a precious commodity now. And over the years, this isn't really a result of having a child, but your girl has gotten a lot better at paying for pe- other people to do things. Because I know during my season, yes, that was totally. like, we were really just starting that journey. But now I'm very much more like, I really don't want to do this or I don't have the time to do this. Who can I pay to do this instead of me? So that's been a big difference. Yes. Also. Which has served you in the real estate business too. <laughs> yeah, we're very much employing that on the real estate side of things. So now we just have to employ that. We still don't really employ that in our personal lives for the most part. A la we yeah. have no childcare. So we are definitely hitting a point now where we are like, yeah, take my money. Like I'm just going to throw my money at a daycare, my, my baby and my money. I'm just going to throw them both at a daycare because yeah, because now we just, we just realize so much more clearly, you know, it's just like, Oh my God, could you imagine what you could get done with like a whole nine to nine AM to 3 PM, both of us just available and able to focus and work like, wow, what, what a luxury. What a life. (laughs) Yeah. So we are trying to apply that a little bit more in our personal life. We've got it down pretty well in the businesses, but you know, it's hard. I'm just frugal. I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. It is really hard though. And you know, I think like you, you have different seasons where different things are important and that's kind of like what you've been figuring out, but that really kind of leads to our last question. Cause obviously I think like it's different at different times, but for you right now, what do you feel like your version of balance is? Yeah. I mean, I think as far as the agency is concerned, like I actually feel, and we were just talking about this last week, like the agency is the one thing that is like, she's my girl. Like she is just doing everything she should be doing. She is tried and true. Smoothly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like she, we, we're just so set up in such a great way after the last two years that yes, we're continuing to try to grow and do lead generation and everything, but you know, we're just having a little bit of a, of a rough patch in our real estate investment, um, business. And so I think kind of getting that back running smoothly, continuing to grow the agency so that I can continue. Like, I would love it if we get her in daycare, like even like four days a week, maybe, or like have someone come in a few days a week, just so she's like, you know, we're not having to fully mind her and somebody else can, you know, have fun with her. So then I can have like, 20, 15 to 20 hours of just like dedicated working time Mm -hmm. during a normal business hours setting. What a luxury. (laughs) 
that would be. Because um, I just haven't had to work that much, like outside of regular hours in a long time. Like since I was working my full time job, I haven't yeah. worked, you know, when I was working my full time job, you know, I came home from my full time job and I worked on the business at night. And I'm out of practice of that. And I don't like that. And I'm old and tired at 9pm now. So um <laughs> Yeah, I I think that balance of having some support in the childcare arena so that I do have like really dedicated work time that I don't have to feel any guilt around, you know, yeah, like having that 15, 20 hours of working and that's able to fully sustain and continue growing these two businesses simultaneously and having even a little bit of extra just, I think bandwidth, like time is a super important commodity, but like also just bandwidth, like mental capacity to work on some other new businesses that we've been like kicking around. That's kind of my, my ideal balance point for sure. I think what's really helpful about what you're kind of sharing with us and being transparent about is that like, obviously it's been amazing and so cool and lovely that you and your husband have been able to share parenting responsibilities for an entire year. Like how cool and unique of an experience is that? And it's not that it doesn't come with trade-offs and challenges and that you're not done with it at a certain point, because I think that it's just so easy for us to kind of like pedestal anything, you know? So it's like, oh, that would be the dream, like to be able to run the business and be a full-time mom and, 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 and like, there's obviously been such great parts of that for you, but like, it doesn't come without its challenges. And it doesn't mean that you might not want to shift that at some point too. Yeah. I think we're definitely like one thing that has served us really well this entire time is just like, we're fine with being flexible and trying something. And if that doesn't work for us, that's fine. Let's try something else. Or maybe it works for us today, but it's not going to work for us tomorrow. And just like really like kind of forgiving yourself around that. Cause like also like, I don't know if you know, babies change all the time. Like she's not sleeping good right now. And like, I do not know why, like we cannot figure it out. I'm about to have to go contact this fully sleep trained, almost year old baby after this, because she just will not nap. Like, so you kind of just have to like be flexible and like, it's a good thing that you can be flexible. Like, it's not just, okay. It's a good thing. Like, don't put, I think like it served us really well that we tried to not judge ourselves, um, when things like that happen. And we just kind of do whatever we need to do to like, not just survive, but like also like, you know, keep your eye on the prize. We're building this like whole life. We're going on a big road trip in October. Right. And we've built a life that like is going to enable us to do that. So I think that's been like a huge thing, like, and has also definitely helped me like not feel as much mom guilt generally, which I know takes up just a lot of brain space for a lot of us. Yep. So good. Uh, As always, Sam, just love having you be part of this and love everyone getting to hear your mindset. I think especially that last part was so useful around the like adaptability and giving yourself grace and just like bringing that mindset into parenting and the business. I think it's almost a non-negotiable if you want to feel mentally sane around it. So thank you for sharing that with us. You're just the best. And I just love having everyone get to like hear your brain and how it works about things. But um, I'm sure most of our, most of our people know this, but if they want to follow you, connect with you, hire you, tell them how they can do this. Yeah. So best way to get in touch with me is probably on Instagram. I'm Sam, S-A-M dot D-Nicola, D-I-N-I-C-O-L-A. There's a link to my website on there. If you have any questions around 
I mean, we're still a full service marketing agency. So if you have questions around your marketing in general, but definitely specifically, if you have any questions about running ads for your business or SEO, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. I know a lot of people have questions about ads. When should I run them? Where should I run them? What should my budget be? All that good stuff. So I'm always happy to do some education on that. And then I do have a podcast where I talk about a bunch of that stuff. It's called No Fluff, Small Business Simplified. And for any other service-based business owners, if you know anyone who is looking for support with ads or SEO, any of your clients or anything like that, your girl pays a $500 referral fee. So just send anybody (laughs) my way because we're just here to make lead generation as easy as possible. So send someone my way for ads and SEO, and I would love to pay you $500 a pop. So good. So happy to have you back on Literally. I feel like we'll have to do something separate at some other point of like a reunion or something, but just so glad to have your voice and your presence back on here. So thank you for being with us today, Sam. Yeah, of course. It's my absolute pleasure. Anybody I can spread my amazing mindset to, you know, I'm just out here doing the Lord's work. So it's (laughs) totally my pleasure. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.